The Orioles have a new home run celebration this season, and they certainly got to show off the new funnel on Monday night with three long balls leading to a 5-1 to one win over the Athletics. I'll break it all down coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, we're going to break down a 5-1 to victory for the Orioles over the Oakland Athletics at Camden Yards on Monday night. Starting off a four-game set with a win. We'll chat about the home runs for the Orioles and their new celebration, talk a bit about the pitching and Kyle Gibson's strong home debut, and a little bit about the umpires on Monday night because they certainly tried their best to make it about themselves. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com MLB60 and use the code MLB60 for 60% off plus free shipping. So we start things today with an Orioles victory. Orioles 5, Oakland Athletics 1 is the final score from Oriole Park at Camden Yards on Monday night. The first of a four-game series between the O's and the A's in which the O's win it to get back to 500 at 5-5. Five and five on this young 2023 season. And I'll get you the five things you need to know from the Orioles victory here to kick off the podcast. First thing you need to know, Austin Hayes was absolutely crushing the baseball on Monday night. I gotta say, now Hayes only went two for four in the game. I was actually more impressed from this Austin Hayes performance than the five hit game this year, than the cycle last year, This is maybe the most impressive game Hayes has had at the plate. And even though he did get out twice, I say that because I have never seen Austin Hayes in all four at-bats of one game make the quality contact that he did on Monday night. Again, Hayes hitting in the five hole starting in left field goes two for four with a double, a homer, and an RBI. No strikeouts, put the ball in play all four times. All four were hard hit balls for Austin Hayes. And frankly, all four balls were crushed. It started in the first inning where he should have had a home run. Quite frankly, he hit a ball to left field, 106 off the bat, traveled 382 feet, and the only park in baseball that holds that ball is Camden Yards, and it did for a deep flyout. He was frustrated. Comes back in the fourth, just annihilates a baseball. Unfortunately, hits it on the ground 108 miles per hour off the bat, but it's a ground out. All of a sudden, he's 0 for 2 with two mashed baseballs. Well, He gets things back in the sixth inning with a solo home run off of Jerry's Familia. 107 off the bat, 417 feet to dead center for Hayes' second home run of the season. And he followed it up with a nice little double in the eighth inning that he laced down the left field line. Came around to score for a nice insurance run from a Ramon Arias RBI single. That one was 102 miles per hour off the bat. Everything was 101.7 and above for his four hits. That is a ridiculously successful night in terms of the exit velocities for Austin Hayes. And I get it. You know, he was out twice. You know, you'd like to see a four for four night better than a two for four night. But it was just really impressive from Hayes. I've talked about it at nauseum. 
He just needs consistency. He has great games like this. He has terrible games. He just needs to find health and consistency. Hopefully he can get to that point at some point this season. Second thing you need to know from this game is Adley Rutschman homered from the right side of the plate for the first time this season and also conquered Mount Baltimore with that home run. It was a solo shot in the third inning that put the Orioles up 3-1, to one, hit it off of A's left-handed starter J.P. Sears. And Rutschman, 399 feet to left field, 103.2 off the bat for Adley Rutschman. His third total home run of the season, but his first from the right side. And the reason why that is such a big deal is Rutschman hit you know, double-digit 10 home runs last year, but only one of them last season came from the right side, and it came late in the year. Adley Rutschman, the one knock you could have against his game in his rookie season in 2022, he did not hit well from the right side as a switch hitter. He just didn't hit lefties well. Rutschman hit just 174 with a 552 OPS against left-handed pitching last season. Now, it's been a small sample size so far this year, but it's been much better. Adley Rutschman now 6 for 13 with a home run, two walks, and just two strikeouts against left-handed pitching through 10 games this season. That is already so much better than he looked against lefties last year. And it was interesting because Adley's stats in the minors were actually better from the right side of the plate as a switch hitter. That didn't happen in his first major league season. It seems to be now evening out just like we thought it would here in 2023. Third thing you need to know from this one is that Ryan Mountcastle went deep too. And when Mountcastle did so with a two-run shot in the bottom of the first inning to put the Orioles up 2-1, to one, he blasted a ball over Mount Baltimore as well, a wall that he hasn't been a very big fan of over the last few seasons, but just destroyed this ball. 106.7 miles per hour off the bat, 421 feet to left for a two-run shot to put the Orioles up 2-1. to one. He also introduced us to the Orioles' new home run celebration. Now, we saw the home run chain all of 2022. This year, it's the home run funnel. Now, it does look like a water funnel the Orioles are doing in the dugout, but... Uh, Generally, a contraption like that used for, I'll say, different beverages than water. But it was fun to see Mountcastle come up, take the end of the hose, and uh, take down some water. And then, of course, we got to see Rutschman and Hayes do it later in the game with their home runs as well. Seems to be a new celebration. I am basically 100% sure that Andy Koska at the Baltimore Banner will be writing a story about this at some point this week about the home run funnel because he is always on the beat of kind of the quirky things in the Orioles clubhouse. But... It's fun to see them doing fun things and having fun in the dugout. And they certainly had some fun on Monday night. Fourth thing you need to know from this one is that Kyle Gibson, strong again in his Oriole Park debut. We'll break down Gibson's start a little bit further coming up in the next segment of the show. But Kyle Gibson, listen, six and a third, one run on five hits, four Ks and three walks, 92 pitches and just four hard hit balls. And he followed up the seven innings he went in Texas with a strong six and a third in this game. I understand that the A's lineup is essentially a quad A lineup at best. They're not a good team. But he pitched well. He gave them length. That's exactly why they brought him here. And you love to see it from Kyle Gibson. And the fifth and final thing you need to know from this game, I mean, the Orioles' bullpen as a whole was really good. They went two and two-thirds scoreless between Baker, Perez, and Bautista. But I got to shout out Brian Baker, who seems to completely have his mojo back. The stuff we saw from Baker over the final two months of the 2022 season that made us all basically lock him in to the 2023 Orioles bullpen. He was a little shaky in spring training and his first few outings. He's got that stuff back. He came in and got those huge three outs, including the big strikeout in the eighth inning Friday in the home opening win over the Yankees. 
And Baker came in and got two huge strikeouts today. Kyle Gibson left the game in the seventh inning with a runner on third and one out, and the Orioles leading 4-1 to one in the top of the seventh. Baker comes in and just goes strikeout, strikeout to end the inning, keep it a 4-1 game. Those were the only two batters he faced, but he threw nine pitches. He struck out both batters he faced, and he basically attacked guys with fastballs, and they just couldn't catch up. It was six out of his nine pitches were fastballs. He was 96-97 and just blowing it by guys. He was throwing that hard slider that uh, had a little more zip on it, 90-91. to That was a good pitch for him as well. And got five whiffs on nine pitches. Five whiffs on six swings is ridiculous. And Baker was ridiculous in those two batters he faced Monday to get the Orioles their 5-1 to one victory. But we can talk about Baker. We can talk about the home runs and the funnel. But I really want to talk more about Kyle Gibson on Monday night. Because it was his first start at Camden Yards. The Orioles brought him here because they thought he would fit nicely in this ballpark. And he certainly did on Monday night in his first start there in an Orioles uniform. So coming up next, I'm going to break down Kyle Gibson's start even further and talk about why that start right there was basically exactly why the Orioles added him to this starting rotation. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. And unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. You can collect, buy, sell, and compete with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. And win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. And here's the cool thing about so rare it still feels like fantasy baseball because they have mlb game weeks that happen twice weekly span about a three to four day cycle and at the end of the game weeks the managers who rank at or near the top of the leaderboards win a bunch of awesome rewards it could be scarcity cards game tickets merchandise signed jerseys and vip experiences that including meeting your favorite mlb stars so head to SoRare.com slash locked on that's spelled s-o-r-a-r-e.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. So the Orioles take down the Oakland Athletics 5-1 on Monday night to kick off a four-game series with a win. O's now back to 500 at 5-5 five five on the season. Fun to see the home runs, fun to see the bullpen, and fun to see the starting pitching doing well on Monday night. The O's haven't gotten a lot of great starting pitching so far this year, but this is now back-to-back really good starts from Kyle Gibson. I would say he was so-so, maybe solid on opening day, went the five-plus innings, allowing the four runs in the win on opening day in Boston against the Red Sox, but he was really good last week, You know, coming back to start that Tuesday game, going seven innings against Texas, and then he followed it up with another good start in this one. I mentioned it earlier, but I'll read it off again. Six and a third strong innings for Kyle Gibson in this game. Could have obviously gone deeper, honestly, if the umpires had helped him out for that first batter of the seventh. But six and a third, one run, five hits, four Ks, three walks, no home runs allowed, 92 pitches, and again, four hard-hit balls. A 3.44 ERA now for Gibson through his first three starts in an Oriole uniform. And the thing Gibson did just like he did in Texas last week, was he just mixed all of his pitches. Kyle Gibson, technically, if you separate his sweeper and his regular slider, does have seven different pitches. And once again, he threw all seven 
on Monday night. 92 pitches for Gibson. Here's the breakdown. 29 sweepers, 20 sinkers, 24 seamers, 11 changeups, 9 cutters, 2 curveballs, and 1 slider. Now, you could probably categorize that 1 slider as a cutter, but the cutter's 88 to 90 and that 1 slider was 86, whereas the sweeper's more 80-81. So that was kind of a different pitch, and StatCast had it that way as well. So when you have a guy, so yes, he's 35, and he's not at the top of his game anymore, but when you're throwing 7 pitches and you can throw them all for strikes, it's hard to hit a guy like that. And that's exactly what Gibson did. But the big difference was he threw that sweeper a lot. And we saw the sweeper. You know, he threw more than 10 of them against Texas last week. But 29 sweepers, that was his most used pitch on the day. And it was crazy effective. 45% called strike and whiff percentage for Kyle Gibbs. And he got six called strikes on the sweeper with seven whiffs on 15 swings. Seven whiffs on 15 swings is an absurd number for a pitch. That sweeping slider was working for Kyle Gibson. And he just kept going to the well with it because Kyle Gibson only got eight swings and misses in the entire game. Seven of them came on the sweeper. The only other one was on one of his four-seam fastballs that he threw. So that was the go-to pitch. They just kept swinging through it. He was throwing the sinker and the four-seamer in the strike zone as well to keep everybody on their feet. It was a good night for Kyle Gibson. And again, if that out is called at second base on the quote-unquote double in the top of the seventh, Gibson probably has the ability to finish the seventh inning as well. Instead, he goes six and a third. Brian Baker helped him out, so that second run didn't become earned to Kyle Gibson. But I just like what I'm seeing. And again, it's not like ace-dominant stuff, but he's kind of reminding me of what I said he was going to be in the offseason when the Orioles signed him to a one-year $10 million deal. I just said he's going to be a slightly better version of what the Orioles got out of Jordan Lyles in 2022. That's exactly what we saw. We saw Jordan Lyles a lot last year. He struggled a little bit early in the game. That's what happened to Gibson. He throws 30 pitches in the first inning and gives up a run in the top of the first. Really had to labor through that inning. Now, did he get any help from his defense? No, he did not. That was certainly an issue in that first inning. There was only one hard hit ball against him. That was the Ramon Laureano triple that Ryan McKenna struggled with out there. You had Austin Hayes not somehow not catching that pop-up, but Gibson did walk, you know, the second and third batters he faced in the game. That's usually not going to help you out, so he deserved to give up a run in that inning. But he settled down. He only walked one more batter for the next five and a third innings, and he did not give up another run. And it's similar to what Jordan Lyles would do. You know, in the first couple of innings, you'd see Lyles give up a run or two last season, but then he'd battle and he'd get through six or seven and keep you in the game. And Gibson did that, but a little bit better on Monday night. And again, I mentioned it before, the A's lineup is terrible. This team is really bad. The A's are now 2-8. and eight. They have a guy named Ryan Noda, a Rule 5 pick, hitting 182, batting second in the lineup. Aledemus Diaz hitting third, Ramon Laureano fourth, and our old friend Jace Peterson hitting fifth. Kevin Smith, who I love, he a Terp, shout out Maryland Baseball. They just called him up on Monday and had him playing shortstop and hitting in the six hole. This is a really, really bad lineup. But you still got a feast against a bad lineup. And it's just like people are talking about the Tampa Bay Rays right now. Like they're 10-0. They're having a historic start. And everyone's saying, well, they've played the worst schedule in baseball. Yeah, they have. You still have to beat the teams in front of you. And it's still impressive when you do in Major League Baseball. Gibson still had to beat the team in front of him. And he did. And it was still impressive on Monday night. And I like what I'm seeing so far from Kyle Gibson. But the things I'm not liking that I'm seeing came from the umpire's 
on Monday night. That crew was going through it. And I don't like to harp on the umps too, too much on this podcast. But when it's that bad and it was that much of an ump show like it was on Monday night, I mean, we got to talk about it at least a little bit. So we'll get to a pretty horrendous performance from the umpiring crew coming up after this. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. There is no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. And if you're looking for any bets this week, listen, stay right here. Go with the Orioles tomorrow. Grayson Rodriguez is making his home debut. He's going to be fired up. There's going to be some nerves. So what I would say is maybe take the athletics to score in the first inning. You know, he gave up two runs in the first inning last time. It's going to be his first start in front of the home fans. I could see some jitters, but then I would take Orioles' money line. And Kyle Muller, the A starter, has been good. But the Orioles, I do not think, are going to lose on the Grayson Rodriguez home debut. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. So the Orioles were able to get out of there with a 5-1 win over the Athletics on Monday night to start their four-game series with the A's with a victory. But... I got to say, the umpiring crew on Monday night did its absolute best to try and make sure the Orioles did not win that game at times. It was Malachi Moore behind the plate. He is one of the younger umpires in Major League Baseball, and the crew around him did not do a good job either in this game. And I mentioned it before the break. I don't love talking about the umpires this much, but... It was a serious problem on Monday night. It was Malachi Moore behind the plate. Mark Wagner was at first base. Bruce Dreckman was at second. And Stu Schuerwater was at third base. The strike zone was a little wonky throughout the game, but really things got bad in the sixth inning. Jorge Mateo's at the plate. The Orioles are leading 4-1. to They got runners on first and second with two outs. Mateo hits a grounder to first base. Sprints down the line, bang, bang play at first as they flip it to the pitcher, Sam Mull. He's called out on the play. It looked very close. But on the replay review, he was clearly safe. Clearly safe. It was close, but Mateo's foot clearly hits the bag before the pitcher Moles does. And at the very worst, it was a tie, which goes to the runner. They go to replay review as the Orioles challenge it, as they should. And somehow the call on the field stands. I couldn't understand it. I tweeted it out on my Twitter account at Connor Newcomb underscore. If you want to go watch the video of it, I just I, I couldn't understand how it was called safe. But we've seen some terrible calls after review already this year. I couldn't believe it. Would have loaded the bases with two outs. Would have given the Orioles a shot. Yeah, it would have been Ryan McKenna at the plate, but still would have given him a shot. Whatever. Don't get the call. So top of the seventh inning, Kyle Gibson dealing to Connor Capel and... Just kind of flips one down the left field line and 
Ball lands in, kind of a bad play by Jorge Mateo. Orioles' defense in the outfield was once again not good in this game, but overruns it. Austin Hayes picks it up, throws a laser into second base. Adam Frazier catches it, clearly puts the tag on his front foot before he hits the base. He's called safe somehow at second base, and then the Orioles realize, oh wait, we're out of challenges because we used our challenge rightfully the last half inning, should have won the challenge, but didn't. Should have gotten an extra challenge by winning it, but didn't have that either. So then they couldn't challenge, and it wasn't the eighth inning yet, which means they couldn't do a crew chief review, which means he was just safe somehow at second base. And Kyle Gibson and and Brian Baker did a nice job of not allowing the run to score, but I couldn't believe it. He tagged him right on the foot and again had that video on my Twitter account. So then we go to the bottom of the seventh, and Cedric Mullins is in there, and he takes a curveball that was on three and two that was high, should have been ball four. It wasn't an egregious missed call, but it was high. It's called strike three by Malachi Moore. Cedric Mullins walks back to the dugout, says one little thing to Malachi Moore, and Moore immediately tosses it. And I could not believe it. Cedric Mullins, who it was confirmed on the broadcast by Kevin Brown, that was the first time he had ever been ejected in his major league career. And me thinking back to Cedric Mullins, I don't even remember a time where he was close to being tossed out of a game. And Moore just, I mean, just the thinnest skin in the world like every umpire. Tosses him immediately. I couldn't believe it. And Cedric Mullins rightfully had some words for him and got into it with Moore. And Brandon Hyde, as he should have, came storming out of the dugout, yelling at Moore. Brandon Hyde gets ejected for arguing as well. It was just a messy, messy situation. And you do not see Cedric Mullins get into it with an umpire. But when an umpire is wrong, go for it. It was not the worst call that was made all night. But just the quick trigger to throw him out like that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, especially for a guy like Mullins, who I know some umpires see the guys that have a track record and they're quicker to throw them out. Mullins literally has no track record. He's never been ejected from a game ever until Monday night. And the fact that those three plays all came within two innings, it was bottom six, top seven, and bottom seven, all in succession. And then we had some other really bad called strikes in the next couple of innings. It was unbelievable to see those calls and to see that crew out there. And guess what? It's the same four umpires for the next three games of this series between the O's and the A's. So buckle in. You know, we feel like the O's should at the very least win three out of four. And they've got a good chance to sweep and and mop this four-game series against a really bad A's team. But if the umpires continue to evolve themselves and make it about them as they love to do for the next three games of this series, it may not be as easy as it could be for the Orioles if they have some calls go against them that were just unbelievable like they were on Monday night. But the O's did get the win still, despite the umpires, a 5-1 victory. And again, it's the first of a four-game series. Next up, it's Orioles and Athletics Game 2, 6.35 Eastern Time on Tuesday night. And as I already mentioned, Grayson Rodriguez will make his second career start in the big leagues and his first start at Camden Yards. He gets the ball, whereas Kyle Muller, the left-hander who's had two good starts already for the A's, started opening day, came over in the Sean Murphy trade with the Braves this offseason. He will start for Oakland in this game. And you know what? I will be at the ballpark. They got a Grayson Rodriguez t-shirt they're giving away. Come say hi. If you'd like to, I'll be there cheering on Grayrod. And uh, should be a fun night at the yard. And I'll be back with you on the podcast tomorrow. We will break down everything you need to know from the Orioles-A's game and Grayson Rodriguez's first start in his career at what hopefully is his home ballpark for a long, long time, the beautiful Oriole Park at Camden Yards. But that's all coming up on tomorrow's episode. Until then... I'm Connor Newcomb, 
And this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.